everybody. Welcome back to the Covenant Eyes podcast. We are so glad to have you back with us. Please be sure to leave us a review. We love your feedback. We just love hearing from you. So keep it up. We love seeing that stuff coming in. I'm Karen, of course, one of your hosts, but the best host of all is sitting over to my left. Hey, Rob Stoddard. Hey, Karen. How you doing? Good. Yeah, really excited about our guest today. She's a good uh, friend of Covenant Eyes, and uh, if I can, let me go. Just go ahead and uh, get started. So our, our guest today is Dr. Carol Tanksley. Dr. Carol, uh, <laughs> what an accomplished person. I mean, she's an author, she's a speaker, she's a personal coach. Uh, she, she's a licensed OBGYN physician. She's an ordained uh, uh, doctor of ministry and probably many, many other things. Dr. Carol, thank you for joining us today. Uh, really, really looking forward to this. So, Dr. Carol, tell us a little bit about just who you are, a little bit more, and then uh, also your ministry and, and some of the things that are going on with that. I love you guys here at Covenant Heights. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, yeah, who who am I? God has built me kind of uniquely, I think. You, you kind of gave the, the professional pieces. But one of the things I would say is I had to learn a good deal the hard way. You know, I had a very uh, troubled experience in many ways during my growing up years. God brought me through some severe distress. I was privileged that by the time God brought my husband into my life, uh, I had grown up a lot and we had a beautiful, intimate marriage before he passed away. And now since then, I've been building Dr. Carol Ministries. But this whole area that we're going to talk about today and that you guys offer such wonderful help for around sexuality and relationships and intimacy, I think God must chuckle when he uh, looks at me and in invited me to, to step into this. It was nothing I would have ever imagined would have been part of what he would have me to do. That's incredible, but you do it so well. So he he obviously picked the right person for the job. So you you actually have a new book that's uh, released. Um, will you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Because it's pretty incredible. Sexpectations, reframing your good and not so good stories about God, love, and relationships. You know, our behaviors are really important. They matter. What we do with our bodies and in our life makes a difference. But too often, I think, especially in the body of Christ, we struggle to get one level deeper and address the matters of the heart. Uh, I know that many people uh, who connect with you here at Covenant Eyes in seeking freedom from pornography and related sexual brokenness have been trying harder and uh, for a long time in a lot of ways. If, if I just you know do this, even if it's just I pray more, I just grip my teeth and try harder doesn't work very well or very long. So we need to address some of the matters of the heart that are deeper, and that's what this book does. God created us with the need, desire, and capacity for intimacy. And God designed that to be connected with sex and marriage, but the enemy has gotten so much distortion and marring and killing and destroying there that we have to unpack some of those differences and address our need for intimacy, regardless of relationship status. We all need that. And this book helps people understand that difference, what it looks like to address that need for intimacy with other human beings and with God. 
That's incredible. And I love the book because it, it, I mean, it hits on marriage. It hits on the singles. I mean, it, it really dives into the deep issues of the heart. I, you have every topic you could possibly need to, to reveal. And you're, you're very frank about it. I mean, some of the conversation in here, actually, I was blushing. I'm like, you know, this is, this is good, honest talk. We need to have more of this. So talk to our listeners a little bit about what they can expect if they, if they get their hands on this book. I share a lot of vignettes of people, couples who have struggled in various ways. And this comes from my personal experience as a physician, uh, a few pieces from my own story, and then the people I've worked with in the, the years I've, I've, I've been doing ministry. These are hard things to talk about, but talking about them in church is the place we should do it. Uh, if God doesn't have answers for these hard things, then, you know, where can we go? Who does? So I, I share vignettes about people who have struggled with, you know, porn or sexual abuse being harmed. Um, people who have gotten into just one relationship after another, after another in marriage, uh, no sex or demand for sex and traumatic sex and just how all those things get messed up and impact not only our ability to connect with human beings, but our ability to connect with God. And then a core belief I have that's throughout this book is that when Jesus shows up in your story, things change. Jesus looks at our story with honesty and compassion. He sees all the things that went into you becoming who you are, the harm that you have experienced. I'm one who, like Dr. Dan Ellender and others, believes that all of us have been sexually harmed in some way. And so when Jesus comes, he sees those things that have harmed us. And then how we have responded, the enemy loves to take the ways we've been harmed and twist it and use that as hooks to get us to then act in ways that bring more harm to ourselves and others. Jesus sees that too, with perfect honesty and deep compassion. There's readings in each chapter of this book about experiencing Jesus coming into your story. Most of these are taken directly from uh, vignettes from scripture, but written in 21st century language. So what would it look like, for example, like Zacchaeus to experience Jesus seeing you? You know, Jesus said to Zacchaeus, you know, I, I see you in the tree, come down and go into your house. What would that feel like today? Or to have him say like he did to Adam and Eve, uh, who told you you were naked, what have you done? Or like to the woman at the well, that uh, you know, living water where Jesus said to her, go call your husband. She says, I don't have one. Jesus says, you're right. You've had five and you're not with a husband now. That wasn't Jesus criticizing her. It was him saying, I see you and this is what we need to deal with. So helping people experience those things for themselves in their story. Yeah, that's that is so amazing. I love too the the just the language you use, reframing or you know redefining, uh, reinterpreting these stories from our past because so many times we know you know people are carrying deep wounds and struggles, and that's leading them to so many other things. So going back to those. And really reshaping those and seeing, you know, the the what what God can do with that story. Talk a little bit about that process of really going back and looking at 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 our past in that way. Yeah, it's hard 
we don't like to, you know, the, the wounds that we receive, the lies we have come to believe, the things we have learned about sex and about everything related, intimacy, relationships, conflict, feelings, life, God, you learn those things before you even know you're learning them. You start learning them when you're, you know, a baby and a toddler and, and a child you saw your parents dealing with intimacy and sex, even if you didn't know that that was it. You learned, is it okay to talk about these things? What do I do when I have a bad feeling? Can I talk about it? What do I do to soothe that feeling? And how does God think about all of these things? Maybe you didn't even hear about God until you were older. Well, what did you learn uh, in relation to how God feels about all of this? Put God and sex in the same sentence. What would that sentence be? What would be the emotional tone of that sentence? One of the things that helps us in sorting some of this out is the right brain, left brain difference. I think many of our viewers and listeners probably have heard this, but your left brain is primarily logical, verbal, linear facts. Your right brain, however, is much more emotional. It's nonverbal. It's nonlinear. All the experiences and feelings and emotions kind of funnel through your right brain. We know with both sides of our brain. You, for example, know facts about God with your left brain. But how do you feel about him? What does your right brain believe about him? Even if your left brain doesn't agree, we have to bring those parts of us together. And that's part of what the process of becoming sexually whole means. It's not just doing certain behaviors and not doing other behaviors. Um, your sexual story can lose its sting. That's part of the process of wholeness. And that comes with bringing the shame into the light. You talk about it with people and with God. You look at these things honestly. One of the things I talk about in several different ways in this book is because we need intimacy, we have to learn how to connect with people. I know one of the things you guys here at Covenant Eyes talk about often is how porn hijacks that. It keeps you from being able to interact with another human being at a heart level, married or not, regardless of relationship status. Um, sometimes that's used as a cover for hard feelings. Okay, I can sue this. I don't have to do the work of relationships, so I'll just go to porn. There can be all other kinds of behaviors that flow out of that too. So going through this process of unpacking what you came to learn and believe about these things, sex, intimacy, relationships, God, all of it, helps you develop the capacity for intimacy. And that's another key of sexual wholeness. The old behaviors lose their sting. They lose their power over you through a process of rebuilding these pathways in your brain that takes time and intentional effort. But, oh, the result is so beautiful. Absolutely. Well said. You know, in the book, you talk a little bit too about you You mentioned like words matter, right? And the way that we use words and you talk about sexual integrity is kind of a word that's been thrown around a lot. I, You know, we use it quite a bit and a lot of people use it, but it almost kind yeah. of uh, gets misused and almost turns people a little bit defensive when we use that because it sets them up as like, 
well, if I don't, you know, if I'm not making the right choices or, you know, I'm struggling with sexual temptation or sin, you know, then I'm not living in integrity. So what does that mean about me? So can you talk a little bit about like why we have to be careful and how we frame these words and how we think and talk about this too, as we're going through this process? Yeah. Great question, Karen. And yeah, sexual integrity has been used a lot. And there's a lot of ministries, including yours, that use that phrase. And I believe in it. I believe in integrity. I believe integrity speaks to the wholeness and oneness that, frankly, we desire and that God wants for us. But the way that term has been used at times makes us about behaviors. And as as we've been talking about and, and as you know, my book's expectations makes the point repeatedly. We have to get beyond just behaviors, although behaviors matter. And if integrity only means I'm behaving a certain way and not behaving another way, um, it doesn't get to the wholeness and goodness that God originally intended us to do. Um, when when we only talk about behaviors, it ends up be, we're arguing about the sin list. And who gets to make up the sin list? Um, and, you know, porn wasn't around in the Bible, so it, it's not in the Ten Commandments, but yet it is. But to get to what is really, what God really cares about, we have to move beyond specific behaviors and also deal with these matters of the heart. Jesus said, for example, um, if you look at a woman to lust after her, you've committed adultery with her in your heart. Jesus was addressing the matters of the heart, and we have to, too. It also makes a difference when people struggle with slips or setbacks, because if, if it's just all or nothing, the journey to build wholeness, you can get sidetracked along the way. Does God care if you mess up? Yes, but he cares more what you do next. It matters when you get up again and take another step. And if we are using sexual wholeness as a paradigm, you can learn from your slips. You can learn from your setbacks. You can use a slip, for example, to say, what were my triggers? What set me on the road that got me there? And you can develop a better escape plan. Maybe part of what you haven't been doing well is you are not connecting with other human beings. Jesus needed human beings. We do too. So slips can actually be part of your journey toward wholeness and becoming stronger. Uh, the paradigm of sexual wholeness I also like because of just some of the neurobiology implications there. Brains grow. When I was in medical school 25 years plus ago, oh, it's been over 30 years now, um, we were told that by the time you're about 25 years old or so, your brain is pretty much finished. It's done. It's done. All, made all the connections, all the pathways it's going to make. Thankfully, we now know that's not true. But as an adult, your brain pathways and nerve connections and new brain cells grow slowly, two millimeters a day. So what things like covenant eyes, accountability, all of those things are wonderful in helping people develop an escape plan while their brain is developing new pathways at two millimeters a day. You don't want to keep digging the rut deeper. You need help to not keep falling into the old pathways. But the new pathways take time to grow. And that's a lot of what this book talk about. This book talks about what can you do 
to make those new brain pathways that are growing at two millimeters a day more whole, more integrated, more like Jesus. Amen. That's um, that's the goal, isn't it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Dr. Kell, tell, tell us a little bit, um, not to get off the book, but you have some wonderful other resources or even some next steps after people read the book. So tell us a little bit more about some other ways that people can get some help through your ministry. Oh, thanks a lot for uh, for giving me an opportunity for that. Um, our, our main site is drcarolministries.com. I have a weekly podcast uh, that we call Relationship Prescriptions. That's posted there. I have weekly articles in the blog. We also have a relatively newly built site, yoursexpectations.com. And on that site, you can find out about the book, but you can also find out a lot about a lot of our other resources in this particular area. For example, we have a real short quiz, how's your sex life? Uh, we have a 30-day free email devotional about moving toward sexual wholeness. We have a free download, a five-part prescription for finding sexual healing God's way. Um, and then, you know, a lot of articles and podcast episodes and, and so on around this very topic. And you can find all those things curated on yoursexpectations.com. That's awesome. We're going to put all of those links in the show notes. So all of our listeners that are driving, don't worry, you can come back and click on the links. We'll have them for you. That is awesome. You know, it's really, it's it's kind of amazing because as you're talking, I'm just thinking about, you know, there's so much packed into this. Like we have to take care of our mind, our body and our soul, right? It's just the whole package in that wellness, you know? So filling our minds with scripture. That's why I love that you're offering that. You said it was 31 days of uh, scripture emails. Right. Uh, free email devotional. You can go to yoursexpectations.com and one of the little boxes that you can click gets that and that puts a scripture a brief thought and then a prayer that i encourage you to pray out loud just to make that part of your life for that day and that can be a great piece of your journey for that 30 days to move forward absolutely and that's part of it like I, as you're getting those uh, neural pathways reestablished you you've got to put the good back in there too and god's word is exactly what we need during that time frame so this is beautiful well in closing today what would you like to leave our listeners with you know as a final takeaway or maybe just an inspirational word pursue intimacy that is the core need that god built us with and the enemy takes that and hijacks it. Um, I'm going to say everybody. I, I, I can't think of an exception right now. Of people who have struggled with sexual stuff, it's they're using sex as a bypass to hijack their need for intimacy. And it doesn't satisfy. And so if you look one level deeper in your own heart and pursue intimacy with others and with God, um, that will make a difference in all these behaviors. That is hard, my friends. It's challenging, but the fruit is sweet. So pursue intimacy would be my word. Yeah. That's a, that's a great word. <laughs> it's hard to find sometimes, but uh, wow, do we need it. Well, Dr. Carroll, thank you so much for joining us today and, and sharing about your book. I mean, it, it is just chock full of just wonderful teaching. There it is. Yep. So 
Yoursexpectations.com. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Well, we will uh, definitely pass that on through the, uh, through the show notes. So with, uh, and again, to our listeners, thank you for joining us today and, and uh, listening in. If you have some comments or uh, please do share this, uh, this on beyond yourself. And so uh, with that, we're going to sign off for today. So keep looking for the next episode. Dr. Carol, thanks again. It's been Bye-bye. wonderful. Bless you. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>